sparking people's uh, ability to know that they can create things immediately through improv and that, they, that improv is such a healthy way to play and such a healthy thing that you can do. Um, and that's, that's really been my thrust for the last little bit is encouraging people to to improvise. Welcome to Paul Vado Presents, where my guest is Lincoln Hope. Hello. A very good actor. He's an improviser, uh, voiceover artist, and improv teacher extraordinaire. And uh, <laughs> I think all true things, and it's not just about because you have to say yes and, but I think all those things are true. Lincoln, welcome. So good to be here, Paul. Great to great to see you on the screen and everything. This is wonderful. It, it thank you. It, it certainly is. Uh, I'm really enjoying recording the shows here on Fireside, uh, which is uh, I think an amazing platform. Because everything is recorded, it's here, it's saved, I can download it and then re-upload it. We can simulcast. I think right now we're, we're simulcasting to YouTube and to Twitch. You can also do it to Facebook and, and LinkedIn if you have a streaming key and whatnot. So uh, thank you for, for taking the time to do this. And uh, I did interview your partner in crime, Eric Artel, as well already. We can probably talk a little bit about that and Improv Wizards and your history in improv. And all that because uh, I met you guys on Clubhouse, and you guys are, are two, uh, I think, of the top improv instructors and teachers. But you have, of course, you know your own acting careers, and uh, this is about you, not Eric. So, welcome, buddy. So good to be here, and I love talking about improv. I love talking about acting. So all all these great things. So very exciting, very exciting for me. Wonderful. Where where should we start? Should we start way at the beginning? Uh, your history, where you're from, maybe we can touch on that. I always like to find out if, uh, you know, your parents had anything to do with how talented you are or, you know, was it just support? Was there no support? Are they in the arts? Are, uh, you know, are they actors or things like that? Uh, so if we could just touch base a little bit on that and then catch us up to, you know, what you're doing and where you're performing and where people can see you and things like that. So uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, my my dad was is from Germany. Uh, he uh, came over uh, after the war, escaped from East Germany, and was a businessman. So no no arts there. Um, and my mom was a dancer. And other than that, um, I kind of found my own way to to the arts through uh, them just creating a really, I think, a good open home environment where, where we were allowed to try things and we were allowed to kind of find what, what we liked. And so I was kind of the first one in my family who went off into, into acting and music. Uh, but I mean, I, I credit them for, for establishing a house where that was an option, you know, and then they were very supportive after that. It was always like, are you sure you want to do acting as a career? Cause it's so unstable. I was like, I'm pretty sure. And so they're like, okay, we'll uh, we'll have how we can. So um, that's that's how that started. I grew up in New Jersey. I was born in Chicago. Yay, Chicago! Um, Improv. Yes, yes. I grew up in Southern New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. Um, and so I went to high school. All my schooling was was there in New Jersey. Um, 
Then I went uh, to Brigham Young University uh, as a, for, for college and um, went on a mission for my church, went to Portugal, and then I came back and I saw, I, I actually liked a girl and this girl um, invited me to an improv party. And I was like, that sounds fun. I mean, I, I didn't even know. I was like, what's that? Uh, I didn't had no idea what improv was. This was, gosh, it had to have been in 92, 1992, in the 1900s, gang. In the uh, 1900s. Right? Yes. So I went and we played, Paul, we played freeze tag for about three hours. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with that game, freeze tag. And I've never heard of it. Is uh, that what you call it? You and this that? girl? Is that what you, you call it? Playing freeze ah. tag? <laughs> no, it was a group of people. There was about eight of us, maybe six to eight. I can't remember exactly. Um, but uh, <laughs> good one, though. Uh, so we played. And then the next day I went to because I was I was uh, doing a lot of choir and singing uh, classes uh, just because I liked that. Again, nothing for career. But um, I came across in the, in that arts building a flyer for an improv troupe, an improv and sketch comedy troupe that was forming. And the auditions, I think, were the next day. And I was like, I know what improv is. I've done that for three hours. <laughs> so I showed up. I went and showed up and auditioned. And not a lot of people came. And I was enthusiastic. And, and prob maybe I had some natural ability. I, I don't think I necessarily did because I was a very shy, introverted person. Um, but I just kind of rode the, rode the train of let's try this out. And got in, and that changed my life forever, for sure. Been I've been in improv groups for the last thirty years as a result of that. Uh, continuously, if I didn't have one to be in, I usually start my own. Um, and been doing. I mean, I've done thousands of improv shows, and we did for eight years. We did four shows a week practically, um, and then of course all the other shows. So lots of improv. The improv is what got me into acting. Um, so I started auditioning for films and TV in Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, booked a bunch of national shows, co-stars and recurring roles out there, uh, Promised Land, um, Touched by an Angel, uh, some other movies of the week kind of thing. Then I moved out to L.A. and I booked things like Everwood and Scorpion and Mentalist and uh, and just, you know, that's that's been my purpose is is. Um, is telling, uh, uplifting people's lives through telling stories in film and as well as sparking people's uh, ability to know that they can create things immediately through improv and that, they, that improv is such a healthy way to play and such a healthy thing that you can do. Um, and that's, that's really been my thrust for the last little bit is encouraging people to, to improvise you know, I've got my film acting career here and my uh, pushing, like getting people to do improv here, like getting people to try it and experience it. Because a lot of people are afraid of it. I was terrified of it. Uh, after I learned what it was, after I got up on stage, and was like, oh, my gosh, I have to get up on stage. And I was already in the troupe. It's like I have to get up on stage and make stuff up like these games that we've been playing. But now there's an audience like that terrified me. Uh, but it was too late because I was already in the group. And it wasn't terrifying enough that I dropped out, but I was kind of tricked into it by this girl. So I, I understand that a large percentage of people are afraid to jump into that. And, and I really like helping people ease themselves into improv or people who are stuck. 
with their improv. People who haven't progressed for the last 10 years, as you know, Paul, it's, it's possible to, to kind of do the same either in your acting or in improv or in any creative art. You can hit a plateau and not move on from that plateau. And it can be really important to kind of figure out what's holding you at a plateau or what the plateau is and move on from that. So I really enjoy sharing with people ways that they can jump out of that and uh, and really stay healthy through doing creative activities like visualization and improvisation, that kind of thing. That's amazing. Well, I, I hope after that litany of, uh, of of TV roles and movie roles that you that you mentioned that maybe your parents will one day go like, well, maybe the acting is for him. Yeah, they've been very supportive all the way. My fa my father passed away a few years ago, uh, but I already done so many uh, so many roles that he was so proud of. Um, I play because of my face, and you know, I I do German accents as well, and uh, several different kinds, as well as being able to speak some German. Uh, I play German soldiers, German scientists, German engineers all the time, and that's it, it was a really fun process for me to call him up and say, hey. They didn't translate this line very well. Um, can you give me a better translation for it? And, uh, and so we'd work through some of these roles, you know, uh, in this movie that I did called Saints and Soldiers Airborne Creed. Almost, I think, 90 98% of my dialogue was in German. And so he, you know, he and I worked quite a bit through it. And he and I were both really proud of that when, when that came out. Uh, I guess, woof, it's been almost 10 years now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was a really great opportunity for him to see that, uh, that I was having some really great success as well as, um, you know, be able to enjoy helping me and, and watch the product afterwards. So it's been really fun. Well, th that's wonderful that he was, that, you know, you were able to make him part of this process. Uh, yeah. Be uh, because I'm sure then after he, he watched it, he was like, oh, that was my line or that was something I helped him with. And really, you know, really cemented home that this was that, you know, you were on the right path and this was the right thing to do. So that's wonderful, Lincoln, that you were able to share that with uh, with your father. And uh, I, I would love to see it. I, I saw the cover uh, of uh, the, the, the poster, the movie poster for that movie. And I was like, oh, you know, this is something that that's right up my alley. So I'll have to check it out. Um, and then it's also, a, what's it's, that? It's a it's a great film. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, I'm also one of the co-writers co on it, but uh, it it's really seeks to pull out. It, it is a war movie, but there, you know, the it's more about the people in it rather than the combat. There is some really good combat scenes. It's got minimal blood and gore, like like really minimal. They were they were really shooting for a PG rating at the time, so it's it's something. But but it has a really uplifting message. Um, which which we don't always get with with war movies, uh, and sometimes they do, um, but that's really one of the nice parts about it. So I do recommend it. It's called Saints and Soldiers Airborne Creed, and uh, wonderful yeah, Saints and Soldiers Airborne Creed. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, I'll look for it. Uh, is it? Uh, I'm I'm guessing it's streaming somewhere, maybe Amazon I or so. Amazon. it always bounces back and forth. Uh, yeah, the the box office it, it did it did okay. But then it really like it sold out of DVDs in the in the first three months. Like Walmart carried it immediately because of how because it did well enough, and then overseas it sold extremely well. So it's got to be, you know, it, it, they bounce around on streaming platforms. I'm pretty sure it's either yeah. on Amazon Prime or on 
on Netflix right now, but they do they do those in, in little bursts. Wonderful. And then, and you mentioned something else which I thought was was pretty enlightening and funny that your first experience with with improv uh, after the freeze tag and and you thought yourself already an expert after three hours of freeze tag was uh, that that you showed up and I think a lot of times it's just showing up. You were enthusiastic. You showed up. And then somehow you, you wound up on the team without even realizing that, hey, I'm going to have to be on stage at one point. So that, that that's a, that's amazing. I think that's something that people should uh, take away from that, that it's sometimes just showing up, especially as actors. Uh, it's incredible to hear that sometimes, you know, you get an audition and you don't even submit, especially now that you can do it from home. It's like, wait, how's that happening? You know, a lot of times just showing up and, and you're more than halfway there. So congratulations for going out of your comfort zone. And, show, and showing up. And uh, I was about to get into improv in like 92, 93, but I ended up buying a business and then uh, put that off. Well, I was going to get into stand-up. I didn't know the difference. So finally in like 97 is when I started driving into Chicago because I, I was, I was, I'm from the Chicagoland area, which must be why we're great improvisers because we're from Chicago, <laughs> the mecca of improvisational comedy. So love it. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I got, I showed up at the Improv Olympic and did not know the difference. I thought that they were going to teach me how to do stand-up. So that was quickly put aside. And then I was like, well, teach me what you teach and we'll see. And what was your experience like of, of kind of not knowing what it was like and then like being in a class? What uh, what was that like for you? Well, <clears throat> you know, it, it was um, – I, I remember it was maybe the weekend before. I don't know if it was on a Thursday or when or Wednesday – and uh, they said, well, if you're going to do this, you should, uh, you know, watch as much improv as you can. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, over like an hour outside of the city and I had this gourmet ice cream and coffee shop, which is famous in the Chicagoland area called Oberweiss Dairy. I was in Geneva, Illinois, and I grew up in Aurora, Illinois, Wayne's World. So, uh, you know, my time was, was somewhat limited, but I was like, well, I've committed to this. So let me come back. And on Monday nights, they had a show called the Armando Diaz Theatrical Experience and Hoot Nanny. Now they just call it the Armando show, which is, you know, monologues and the Herald based around that. So I went to go check it out on a Monday and it was uh, life changing. I was like, how did they do that? Like I couldn't process, you know, the callbacks and things. I'm like, well, there's got to be a trick to it, but I don't know what it is. So that's really then I was like, forget stand up. This is what I want to do. And I still remember, I think the monologist was Abby Shackner and she talked about uh, you know, her father being a dentist in, in Ohio. And then the people creating these scenes around her monologues, I was like, wait, how did they, wait, what's going on? Like, how did it tie in together? How did this person end up over here at the end? So it, it was like, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. But I didn't have a theater background at all. Like, you know, I, I wrestled in high school, I, in college, I, I studied business. So this was way out of my wheelhouse. And um, but I, I just kept showing up and, uh, you know, studying, studying improv. And then maybe, uh, gosh, I, I can't I wasn't even ready, but I'd shown up and I remember because I was wearing shorts and because I was just going to go watch a show. And Sharna, the owner, she, she was like, somebody was missing from a team. She's like, are you ready to go up? I'm like, oh, I'm not even dressed right. So I just started making excuses. She's like, all right. Well, she goes, it's up to you. But. I go, do you think I'm ready? She goes, do you think you're ready? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me do it. So it was kind of like trial by fire. I, I was, I think my show was scheduled for the following week, but a team that went up didn't have, was someone short. So she threw me up with them. 
And I just remember, I think I had the outline, which was like chitty, chitty, bang, bang. And I still remember it. And the crowd laughed. And I was like, okay, I kind of get this. I'm really good at this. But, you know, of course you're not. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the audience was being very forgiving. And then uh, next week, then I actually was my official uh, launch date on my improv. But, man, that is so many years ago. This would have been like 97, 90, back in the 1900s. I love it. Love it. It's so interesting too. Like, like a lot of people, they're they're afraid, they're afraid of improv because either it's been, uh, I mean, it's the fear. Improv is the fear of the unknown, right? It's like the it's that fear of being up on stage, whether it's in a class or whether it's in front of an audience, and just not knowing what's coming next. And the funny thing is, the more the more improv you do, like literally, the more you show up and the more you practice, the more you realize there is nothing to be afraid of because we'll make it through somehow. And the more times you do it, the more the more synapses are able to fire and get you through. But a lot of it is just that confidence of like, I could go up on stage and do, you know, a, a physical activity like like you know, space work of washing dishes for 30 seconds and not even have to say a single word and could make it interesting with some emotion or just how you do that space work. And so many people are afraid of like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And that's the fear. And so that's one of the things that that I, I think is just brilliant about about learning improv is just the more you learn, the the more you're able to do and the more confident you get and the re- the more you realize it's not that hard. It really isn't. But you do have to show up and put in that time, even if it's practicing by yourself, uh, just to just to get used to it and 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 build up that confidence. That's yeah, that that is amazing. And to know really that you and I never maybe even having improvised together or with any of these celebrities that are, that are legit improvisers, you know, Tina Fey or Dave Koechner or any anyone that comes out of the the improv schools, and then to know that we could step on stage with them and and not be lost and just know that we can go toe-to-toe with them and and do a great show, have a great show, because we know the, the same set of skills th- that we both know. I mean, to me, that's also pretty amazing that you can step on stage with, with somebody. I, I did it at an audition with this young lady, and I, I don't even I, – I mean, we are just auditioning for something. And it was a, it was a bad audition because – you know the 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 casting director or whomever it was was like uh, I want you guys to improvise. We're like great, I, and I asked her. I'm like, I go, have you studied improv? And, and this was I think over zo- over Zoom, and uh, she was like, yeah, I studied at Second City or what. And I was like, got it. I go, me too. And so we both like instantly knew that we had each other's back, and that you know not a fake thing. Like, oh yeah, no, I can make stuff up, no problem. And uh, but then <laughs> then the casting director started telling us giving us everything. Okay. You two are married and you're, you know, you're, you're sitting here and you're doing this and we're, and we're both kind of looking at each other going like, just let us go. Come on. Open it up. <laughs> and so, cause we talked about this afterwards. I found her on Instagram and we chatted and I was like, I go, what were you thinking? She goes, I was just going to tell him to shut up and let us go. And I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so we didn't, we didn't book it, but, uh, but it was refreshing to know that even as an audition, you know, such a, such a helpful tool, whatnot so uh yeah Yeah. improv is great now we did have a message from uh from one of our uh producers wait did i i think i lost the message here uh but uh your movie is available i saw tubi peacock 
and Amazon Prime, and I think there's another one. So uh, just search for your movie. Uh, what is it? Saints and Soldiers? Saints and Soldiers Airborne Creed. Perfect. Yeah. I'm also so, in the first Saints and Soldiers movie, but just just a very, just one scene. Um, and I got killed off so fast, they they brought me back for the second one as a, as a different character. <laughs> but I, I love, I love too what you said about about being able to step on stage with um, with improv greats. Uh, this that was a great opportunity that I had. Where uh, Dave Foley from the Kids in the Hall, from News Radio, from so many things. Uh, I don't remember. I, I'm supp- I'm sure I could ask a few friends. I don't remember how this show came to be, but I was in a show with Dave Foley, and I remember thinking. You know this, and I I told you before, like I, I'm an introvert. I, I'm I'm not disposed to getting up and like entertaining people, and I kind of remember sitting there and thinking, you know, this is Dave Foley. This is like this is one of my this is one of my heroes. Like I had just finished watching news radio for like the whole the whole show for like the second time, and just being in in awe of of being able to be on stage with him, and then exactly what you said clicked in. And said, "Hey, I'm an improviser. I've done this for so many years. I I may have done. I've probably done more improv shows than he has. And that I, with just kind of thinking it through, gave me that permission to say I don't have to, you know, defer to him in any of these scenes. We're co-creators in the scene, and that's I think that's what made that experience." so fun and so rewarding for me. And I actually have a recording. uh, I think it's on my YouTube page of one of the scenes that we did together where, um, I mean, I may have even been a little, a little overbearing, (laughs) but, uh, but it was kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm no, I'm just, I'm just going to do a scene the way I would normally do a scene. And he was great. Like he was able to go with every twist and turn and then he would throw something at me and I was able to go with it. And it really, really reinforced exactly what you were just saying of when you're, when you're experienced and you're trained and maybe even more than anything, when you've got that confidence, you really can hold your own with any of these greats. And I've come to note too that when I would, uh, there were several times I, I've played with some other pretty big improvisers earlier in my career where I where I was deferring to them, and you know, like, did, was that a good choice? It, what What do you want to do in the scene? Was kind of my my thought, and I think that made it less enjoyable for both of us. Mm-hmm. And when I I just learned, you know, working with with Dave in that show, that if I'm just do my thing and I throw out those bold choices. And I take his bold choices when he made them and just went with that and just did the improv, just yes anded. And there was no deferment of, you know, well, you're a bigger star than I am. It was so much more entertaining for for probably for him and certainly for me and for the audience as well. So that was a, that was a great experience for me. That's, so that's such such a great example. When was this? How long ago was this? That uh, Maybe 10 years, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, I can't remember how long after it, the, the video is up on my YouTube and the, my YouTube channel is just my name, Lincoln Hope with two people. Wonderful. Please uh, find that. So it's, it's, it's up there. Uh, but again, yeah, it's probably been 10, 10, 15 years. It's been quite some time. I've grown a lot as an improviser since then, but, but even at that point, you know, it's, it's funny to note that 
I had to go through that stage of thinking, what do I do? Do I defer to him? Do I just go for it? And like, it's just, it was, it was a great experience for me to just go Amazing. for it. Amazing. And did you see that they have a new sketch show, The Kids in the Hall? Like I did. I watched the first episode last okay. week. Yes, it is crazy. Like, okay. have you watched any of it? No, I just saw it yesterday. I mean, I, I saw it on Amazon Prime. And of course, I watched uh, a couple of World War II things. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to have to go check it out because it I saw that. And I was like, wait a minute. What's I, I was like wait, why do they look different? I'm like, oh, because this is from, you know, this year. It just came out. So I'll it was check always it edgy, but I'm telling you, it says nudity in the, uh, in, the, in the warnings at the beginning. And you get to see a few of the cast members full on for quite a bit of time, which I was very surprised by. Uh, so just warning there. Thanks. If that's your thing, there you go. Thank right? you. Thank you. But, but, you know, I was like, whoa. It, it, and... In its own way, it was hilarious, but maybe, maybe too much at the time. Uh, but but good for them, right? I mean, they've they've all got to to do a bunch of other things, but um, yeah, that was that was just something that was really nice for me to experience. The uh, working with Dave Foley, not not as much the nudity. <laughs> understood, understood, understood. Uh, that. All right, I'll have to check it out maybe for the nudity and not so much for <laughs> the copy. Uh, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, we, you touched on, I mean, coming from, you know, being a performer. And then when did you start Improv Wizards? And or maybe where did you meet Eric, uh, your partner in Improv Wizards? How did that come about? Yeah, so Eric and I met like 25 years ago. We met uh, and I introduced him to Improv. Um, as, as he tells the story, uh, I, I didn't remember introducing him to improv, but I'm always talking about improv. So, uh, but he and I actually came out on our first exploring trip to LA, uh, from Utah. We both came out and he pretty much, when we went back, he packed up and left and went to, went to LA and I stayed for another few years cause he was single and I had, I had a wife and, and kids already, um, but uh, we we met in an acting class, and just in that in that uh, in that Salt Lake City uh, film market. And um, when I moved out here uh, to LA, I live in LA, and uh, you know we we of course reconnected really quick. And I formed an improv group with Kirby Hayborn, another great friend of mine. We formed that uh, sometime in um, I think. 2003 or something like that. It's been a long time, but uh, we formed that. And then Eric was one of the first, first people that we called in uh, to, to join us in the group. And then about five or six years ago, Eric and I started thinking, uh, I mean, he came first to me with the idea and said, look, there's a lot of people who don't live in LA, who don't live in Chicago, who don't live in New York, who don't have either good classes near them or don't have any classes near them. And we started talking about like all the, all the, um, you know, emotional and mental benefits of improv, as well as actors who want to come out to LA or to New York or Chicago or any of these other markets, Atlanta, wherever, wherever it be, who could really get, get a leg up by doing some training. So we started off by doing uh, at first, just um, 
you know, on-demand online courses only, where we taught all the basics and then we taught things like how to never go blank on stage, where to where to go when you can't think of something to say, um, and you know how to save a scene that isn't going well, as well as teaching a bunch of games. So we basically created this course and started selling that online, and then we did it before the pandemic. When the pandemic started, it was like, this is perfect for people. Uh, so we, you know, we that really helped us to get that the word out to people, and um, because nobody could go to an in person class, so that was really helpful. And one of the things that we heard so much that applies to pandemic or not, you know, um, is that there's a lot of people who either are wouldn't wouldn't want to admit it, but they're afraid to get up in front of people and and make stuff up because they're nervous, they're anxious, they're introverts, whatever it is, they're nervous about that. Um, and this fits the bill of being able to practice a lot of those basic skills. There's not everything you can practice by yourself or with a roommate, you know, or with, you know, someone in your family, because the course helps you to uh, either do things on your own. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do on your own monologues, for example, uh, responding quickly to uh, yes, ending one line prompts, you know, retorting really quickly. Like there's a lot of drills like that, creating characters. There's a lot of things you can do by yourself that I didn't, even realized was possible until we started thinking, how can we do this? How can we make a course that's online and on demand? So we really found a lot of creative ways to, to be able to help people to do a lot of those things on their own, but then enter COVID and then suddenly it's like, oh, now we can do Zoom online classes and all those kinds of things. So now we do a class, which is a hybrid, which is you get an on-demand library, uh, basically delivered one module a month, but then you also get two classes a month and you get replays of the classes. And what we do, uh, so, so if you join later, you'll have a library of these replays of classes. And what we do in the classes is we give you a lot of these prompts where, um, where for example, uh, like a warm-up, like brainstorming warm-up. We'll say, okay, everyone's going to brainstorm. And even in, live in class, we do this. We do it with you know the microphones off where everyone can say, all right, you're going to do a chain brainstorm, which is like a free association. You're going to do a chain brainstorm. You've got 30 seconds. The word is table. And then we go silent and we and everyone does it. So even when you're watching the, the replay of the class, you can play along to most of the, you know, a lot of the different uh, warm-ups as well as some of the exercises. And some of the stuff you're just watching other people do scenes, but you you get to learn just as if you were in class. So there's a, uh, that's called our uh, membership masterclass, which has been really, really helping a lot of people so far. So we're really proud of that because it combines that on demand as well as uh, the in-person Zoom classes. And some people are too nervous to get up on camera and do it. They just watch the other students and then they ask questions in the chat. Uh, so it really is helpful for a lot of those, those kinds of uh, people who aren't quite to that point. But then it's really great for the people who are like, oh, great, more stage time for me uh, who sure. want to be on camera. We, we have to put them up more and, uh, and, and work through more of those, those exercises and stuff. So that's been really, really fun for us. That's amazing. And they, I, I take it they can find all this information at improvwizards.com? Improvwizards.com. That's exactly right. Yeah. I think it's such a brilliant idea uh, because it, it is ever-changing and evolving, but there's always the basics. And, uh, you know, even I, I didn't realize 
you know, the importance of, of practicing improv maybe on your own. You always think that you need someone else. But uh, I, I like that you guys have developed a way for people to, you know, to practice this. This is maybe one of the most damaging things that I believed because no one was teaching otherwise um, is that I have to wait until I'm up on stage in a rehearsal or in a class. Now, there again, there are some things that you need to have other people for, but there are things like details and specifics, fanning the flames, um, uh, advancing and expanding a scene, all these things. I mean, details and specifics. You practice that on your own. I, I mean, I do that. I go I go on walks a lot for, for exercise, walks and jogs and, and stuff like that. And so when I'm on the walks, uh, because I teach people to practice on their own, I make sure that I do it myself. And it's amazing. Like five minutes on your own can be more powerful uh, or more intense training of doing a five-minute uh, practice on specifics and details then you would get in a three-hour class because you're only up on stage for you know maybe 10, 15 minutes of the class if you're in a 16-minute class. But the beauty is that you can practice those, you can practice all these little muscles like specifics or emotions on your own. Then when you go into class or when you go into your group or when you go into your show, you are so much stronger. Like those muscles of details and specifics, those muscles of using your emotions those muscles of being able to um, respond quickly to a prompt have, have all been exercised in a way that lets you focus on what the teacher is walking you through at the time. So you're less nervous, you're more confident, and you're able to focus on the improv that your teacher is giving you. So it's really just a win-win. And so I wish that 30 years ago when I started doing improv, I knew that, that I learned something in class and then break it up into little pieces. Like, again, I keep using that, the, the example of the details and specifics, but it's just such an easy, it's such an easy thing. Like if you find that you're, if you find that you're not describing things well, like I do a lot of role playing games and stuff and details and specifics are really handy uh, when you're doing a role playing game um, to be able to describe things like instead of I take out my sword and I stab the guy, you know, it's like I reach down, I grab my hilt, which is cold and I pull it out and there's a, the sound of it coming, scraping across the scabbard. And I put the tip of my blade to his chin and I say, try me, you know, whatever it is, it, it just, it really can help for that as opposed to just, you know, I, put, I, I threaten him with my sword. It just makes for, for more interesting shows and more interesting role playing, but you really can't practice so many skills like that. In fact, most skills of improv, you can practice on their own and then you're better when you put them back together and you're up on stage doing it with people. So that for me, that was the, the biggest revelation I had between starting Improv Wizards with Eric and COVID, just realizing there's so many things that I can practice on my own and seeing myself get better at doing them just by practicing them on my own like that. It's been really fun. Amazing, amazing. And not to mention also then the proliferation of social audio you know clubhouse because i know you guys are doing great things on clubhouse and sure you know you might use it somewhat as a funnel to get people to your program but the the things that you're doing and i think even before you had your your master class uh you or mastermind you know you were already doing it on clubhouse so you're giving away all this amazing information and uh sure it's early but you know early bird gets the worm whatnot but uh, it, it was it's great to see you guys using social audio to do that. And, and I'm sure 
that with COVID and everything, I mean, really, I think exploded uh, the, the the acting, the improv scene, because we couldn't do anything. We had to be on social audio. And so you guys were making yeah. some major contributions to that. And it's so great for people. So I teach, I teach on there every Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and it's early, like you said, but um, there's, it's great for some people who just are terrified to turn on their camera. And they've found that I can turn on my microphone. I can, I can do a scene without being seen. It, and it just helps them like think, okay, now I can do scenes without being seen. That's only a small step to do scenes with my camera on, on a different, on Zoom or, or, or you know, here, uh, whatever it is. It, it really, I believe for anyone who thinks they can't do improv or acting, if you realize you really can break it down into little pieces, it gets so much easier. And so it ha it has been really helpful for a lot of people. I'm really, really happy with that. Well, I think it's more difficult to do it without being able to see you because now you're solely going on inflection. You know, I've got to try to get the same thing across as opposed to me walking on stage ang angry. You know, now it's got to come across as as with my voice. And it really does force you to listen. You know, we used to do this show called The Bat, which was done in you know total darkness. It was basically what we're doing on Clubhouse. So uh, it's it's uh, I, I like the social audio aspect. And I mean, if you can do it on social audio, the other step, like you said, baby steps. The next one is turn that camera on, and then you're home free. My goodness, uh, are you kidding me? That's that's that is uh, amazing, but but it's it's great the way you've uh, broken it down, and I could see someone that has never done it because they're shy or like oh I could never do that just make them up and then on stage that it would actually uh, motivate them to start doing it. Uh, can we talk a little bit about the price on that? Is uh, what's is there a, a monthly fee or? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, um, what uh, we're doing our introductory because um, we just started it this month, just just in May. So last month, but halfway through the month. So it's um, it's $39 for the membership. And that includes, you get two modules right away from our flagship course, Becoming Improv Wizard, and then a new module each month. And these are about, you know, 10 to 20 minute instructional modules, plus play along videos uh, where we give you a prompt and then you respond. It's like a virtual scene partner where you do get to practice some of those things alone. And then we've got the, the two classes a month that are also included with that, which are on Zoom, as well as being able to go back if you miss and watch those watch those classes. So even if you're even if you're not able to make all the times, you still get to get the instruction as well as play along with quite a bit of the stuff. So yeah, right now it's just thirty nine bucks, and bad, uh, bad, it's a bad. steal. It's a steal. Um, but, uh, that's, that's our introductory, introductory pricing and we're, it, it may go up. Um, we're not sure when, but, um, it's, it's really great for people who want to learn improv fast because we've got the modules as well as, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's Q and A's that we've done. We're adding stuff every, we're adding stuff every month, um, as well as, um, uh, you know, we've got we're doing interviews with other improvisers. In fact, we should probably we should probably get you on there and interview you, and uh, and you can tell us about your improv experience on there sometime too. And that could be something for our for our upcoming podcast as well as our members. Wonderful. Members get to come and ask questions and uh, and all kinds of fun stuff like that. I I, I would love that, but 
that is actually su- such a, such a great deal because, and I don't even know what now classes are going for, but I would I would imagine it's you know four or five hundred bucks for you know three months or four months. So I'd rather right. I'd rather do this forty bucks a month, and it's yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think now, that is- our classes are shorter. It's not a three hour class; it's an hour class. But we get right to it. And um, and it's still I mean, it's essentially if you just ignore everything else, it's still 20 bucks a class. But when you start adding in all the other the, the archive of classes, that's going to be growing, um, growing monthly, as well as the modules, uh, the, the, the full course that we offer is is about 350 bucks. So you're getting that as well um, within installments each month. So it really is a great deal. That's wonderful. And not to mention the people that you're going to meet which might become your fellow improvisers, fellow teammates, you know, when you put together your, your improv group. Uh, yeah. It makes me, it makes me miss it. And want to go back to the, the Barrio Speedwagon days and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've always liked the good improv name. Uh, so this is, this is wonderful Lincoln. Thank you so much for, for spending all this time uh, folks. Uh, if you're here by all means, uh, uh, thank you so much also for, for being here. And know that this is also on replay, so we can always come back and listen to it. And I will download it. And if you're in the audience, uh, if you're listening to this, please find Paul Vato Presents uh, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And give us a like. Give us a follow. I would really, really appreciate that. And, of course, find Lincoln. If you click on the the little fortune cookie there, you'll see that he's at Lincoln Hope with two P's and an E. Uh, .com and improvwizards.com or you can go to paulvato.com to find all of uh, all of my information. So so Lincoln what's uh what's next for you? Can we see you perform anywhere or is it at Improv Wizards and where um yeah are, are you performing anywhere coming up anything any projects that we should be looking well, for? I'll say this I have an improv group called the Society Comedy Troupe it's societycomedy.com. We have a show this weekend on Fortunately, we've got COVID in my house, so I won't be at the show. But uh, but some, uh, Eric Artel, including uh, included as well as a bunch of other uh, really great film and TV actors, are doing that. That's this Saturday. Um, and if you go to societycomedy.com, you can see all of our upcoming shows because we also do Zoom shows for people who don't live in LA. So uh, we do Zoom shows every other month. Um, and I've, I've got a, I was in a movie that Vince Vaughn wrote where, uh, I had, I got cast to, to do a one line part for the first scene of the movie turned into, uh, a whole, a whole bunch of scenes. Cause he found out that we could improvise. And so, um, we did, the, we did a whole scene who knows what'll make it into the movie. Um, I don't know if I can announce what that's called, but uh, but keep an eye on Vince Vaughn and, and uh, an upcoming movie at the end of the year. Um, and I'm in that. And hopefully they kept a bunch of our improv because that would be super fun. But he was crazy fun to work with. I'll tell you that. That was really, really hey, fun. Hey, sh- uh, you know, Chicago boy. Well, you know, he studied in Chicago and, and came, you know, did the whole swingers thing uh, with, with John Favreau and, and whatnot. So... Uh, he, he's a great improviser. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, he's, and he's a lot of fun to work with. That is for sure. And that okay. seems to be his writing style too. Like he was, he had the script and he would just throw out new lines to us, you know, just throw out new lines. It's great. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. 
Uh, when you can talk about it, let me know and we'll get it out there on social media. Or if you don't mind, you know, you can always come back and we could do a follow up. Or I'd love to have you and Eric on together as well. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. And if uh, you guys want to use this platform for anything, I think that, that that's another uh, just another venue of for, for you guys to spread the I gospel. Think it's, of great. it's new to me, but I'm already like, yeah. Everybody, let's give Lincoln Hope a round of applause. Thank you. And uh, I love that. I, I love that there are reactions here. And if they ever get to be too much, you know, we can always silence them. But uh, it's great that uh, it laughs and, and uh, claps and all that. So, Lincoln, um, any final thoughts, any final words that you'd like to leave our audience with? And again, a thousand thanks for for doing this and, and, and being a pal and coming on and, uh, and sharing some of your story with us. Absolutely. I guess my final thought would be get out there and create something, whether it's making a video, whether it's just doing some improv games, uh, making up a monologue, uh, playing games with your family, playing online games. Games are so important. Uh, playing is important. And games give us a structure in which to play improv games. Uh, a play is is a game, right? It's a game where we're making believe. I think it's so important for people's health. Uh, I love doing it. I love sharing uh, sharing the inspiration to improvise with others because I really do believe it's so good for your health and for your creativity. And it, heck, if you're brave enough, uh, film yourself doing it and post it. I just did a a, a TikTok video, which was one of my uh, one of our improv wizards prompts which is up to 4 million views now, where I, I just posted the first 10 seconds of one of my improvs that I just filmed because of an improv challenge for Improv Wizards. 4 million views in the last three days. Amazing. So, uh, Amazing. Share that stuff. Share yourself with other people through your creativity. That's that's what I'd say. Wonderful. And I, you know, I'll have to have you back because also the importance of social media, which Eric and I you know, really touched on because he is obviously also big time in social media. And I saw some of your stats, which is something like, uh, you know, over maybe close, maybe now over a hundred million views, maybe, uh, you know, almost a million followers across your social media, uh, but uh, over a hundred million views. I mean, it's, it's insane, the power of uh, social media. So yeah, thank you for sharing And we that. can use it for good or for bad. And I, I think it's great to just share that process of creativity and humor. It's, it's so important to me. People, People need good things in their lives right now. And, and I think we can provide that entertainment, but we can also do our own uh, creativity, which is so important. That's wonderful. Amazing. Well, I want to thank everyone that was here. I want to welcome uh, Steph Clark, who is uh, my next victim. I mean, uh, interviewee uh, <laughs> at about 1230 PM. Uh, I will be chatting with Steph. who just popped into the audience, but Chris, Thank you for, for uh, help with the behind the scenes, adding uh, where we could find uh, LincolnHope.com and ImprovWizards.com and uh, uh, Society. Was it comedy? Society, Society comedy. comedy. Uh, so thank you, Chris, for all your help. And Jonathan, thank you for being here. And Jimmy and Patrick and everyone. So Lincoln, my friend, thank you again so much for being here. And I look forward to doing this again. And it's wonderful to not just, you know, hear you on Clubhouse, but to be able to see you face to face, almost IRL. And I really hope that we get to work together uh, 
in in the future because I, I would it would be an honor and a pleasure for me to to get to work me with too, you. Paul. I agree with everything you just said. So true. Great to great to talk to you and best of luck and let's work together soon. I can't wait. Thank you, my friend. And <laughs> there it is. All right. Thank you, my friend. Have a great Thanks, day. Thanks, you too. Bye, everybody.